If you're struggling with driving anxiety, this is for you. On March 13th, I'm teaching a two-hour live masterclass on overcoming driving anxiety. And in it, I'll be teaching you lots of simple and practical tips and tools that will actually help you to experience lots more peace and freedom behind the wheel, whether you struggle as the driver or as a passenger or a little bit of both. And you know, driving anxiety is something that I struggled with for years. And if I could hit rewind on my journey and know all of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you in this class, I sure as heck wouldn't have struggled for so long. So for all the details and to sign up, just head to the link in the show notes and I hope to see you there. Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. All right, today we're going to be talking about some things that you might be doing that's making it really hard for you to overcome anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia. So you know I teach based off of my own personal experience. So these things that I'm going to be sharing with you are things that I did. They're things that I have firsthand experience with, and I know how much harder these things made my journey. And in working with clients one-on-one and my students and my programs, these are themes that I see pop up over and over again. So I wanted to bring these things here and talk to you about them because I really want to help you get unstuck. I always want to help make your journey less long and less hard. So let's dive into these five things. So number one, you never let yourself feel anxious. This is such a common theme that I see. And when you struggle with an anxiety disorder, I think you do this thing where you don't give yourself any slack ever for feeling anxious. And if you feel anxious, you tell yourself, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I can't feel this way. It means that I'm not healing. It means that I'm doing something wrong. It means fill in the blank. And you really have to take a step back sometimes and say, okay, does it make sense that I'm feeling this way? Because in certain situations, in certain instances, it makes perfect sense that you're feeling anxious. Like say for instance, you're giving a presentation or you're going on a date or you're going on a job interview or you just started a new job or you're traveling or you're doing something bigger. And these things naturally are anxiety producing. They can make you nervous and they can generate thoughts and feelings. And you really have to slow down sometimes and just say, okay, it makes complete sense that I'm feeling this way. And when you really slow down, I talk a lot about how important it is to to pause and slow down because when you do, you can really give yourself a whole lot of clarity and allow yourself, like give your yourself permission to feel anxious without it meaning anything without trying to figure out why or without telling yourself a story about it and just allowing yourself to feel it and when you actually let yourself feel anxious and I say when you actually let yourself just be human and experience anxiety as an emotion you'll actually start to notice that when you allow it and you don't go down all the rabbit holes It allows the feeling to pass more easily and with less tension and it doesn't bring about the symptoms and the thoughts and the fears and 
it just gives you space to be able to feel what you're feeling. So I just want to encourage you, (laughs) when you feel anxious, slow down. And sometimes it makes complete sense for why you're feeling anxious. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense, and that's okay too. Like sometimes you'll feel anxious and it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense as to why. And that's also okay. I always say give yourself permission just to feel anxious and don't tie any meaning to it or try to figure out why or try to force yourself out of feeling anxious. Okay, number two, you're only focused on healing your relationship with anxiety and you're ignoring healing the relationship that you have with yourself. So I know you probably hear me talk about this a lot, right? Like how important it is to create a healthy relationship with anxiety, but I really want to talk more about creating a healthy relationship with yourself because I really know and believe you cannot create a healthy relationship with anxiety if you aren't working on creating a healthy relationship with yourself. And I know that this is something that doesn't sound super fun or sexy, like I totally get it, but in the recovery journey, it's often the really simple things that help you to heal the most. Like the things that you probably roll your eyes at, like maybe you're doing right now. (laughs) The things that maybe you know deep down will help you. Like, yeah, that makes sense. I probably should or I probably do need to do that work. But you think to yourself, nah, that's not really going to take away the symptoms or stop the panic attacks or the fears. And I know this is something that I told myself for years. Like, With all these pieces of wisdom that I got and all these tips and tools, like I always rolled my eyes at the simple, most basic things. And I say, this is one of the biggest reasons why I struggled for so long is because I didn't do the simple and basic work. So here's something really important and I want you to hear this. Anxiety is sometimes the result of an unhealthy relationship with ourselves. We often do this thing where we forget that our emotions are a result of things that are going on within us and around us. And sure, sometimes the problem with anxiety is that you're resisting it, but it's not the entire problem. It's not all the problem. But when you see it as being the entire problem, right, you just try to go at it and fix it. And you're like, I just got to keep pushing myself. I just got to keep making myself do all the things. And we lose sight of the basic and most important things and it's like really crazy to think that maybe some or a lot of the anxiety you're experiencing could be diminished if you just put a little bit more focus on supporting yourself but it's so true so maybe it's just changing the way that you talk to yourself like being a little bit gentler and kinder with yourself maybe it's setting some healthy boundaries with yourself or a family member or a friend Maybe it's being better about nourishing your body and giving it more nutrients. Maybe it's about getting outside and in nature more. Maybe it's not continuing to run from pain or grief. Maybe it's about allowing yourself to slow down rather than trying to force everything. Maybe it's letting go of some perfectionism and dropping the bar a little bit. Maybe it's just finding more ways to laugh. Maybe it's revisiting the stories that you've told yourself about who you are over the years and creating new ones, healthier ones that fit a little bit better. Or maybe it's a combination of all of this stuff, right? I say that the recovery journey is simple because it is. 
but simple doesn't equal easy. I know that the recovery journey isn't easy, trust me, but a lot of the work that we have to do is simple, but it's hard. And the hardest work that we'll do in life is the work that we'll do within ourselves, but it's also the most important and worthwhile work. Like just think, if I hadn't have worked to create a healthy relationship with myself, if I hadn't have brought brought it back to the basics and really looked at what does my relationship with myself look like? How can I better support myself? And I knew there were many changes that I had to make. And if I didn't do that work, that really simple but also hard work, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. Like I wouldn't show up in your inbox. I wouldn't show up on Instagram. I wouldn't be doing the work that I do right now. So I want you to really think about It's not all about creating a healthy relationship with anxiety. It's not about like getting in the car and going to the grocery store and doing the things and the exposure work and all that stuff. There's so much more to it. And maybe a big piece of this for you is how can I repair the relationship with myself? How can I improve my relationship with myself? And the work that you do within yourself really helps you to change your relationship with your emotions, your relationship with anxiety. So maybe what's one small step that you can take today to create a healthy relationship with yourself? And remember, it's all about the small steps. Okay, number three, you're always trying to appear like you have your shit together. (laughs) This was me like at all times. And I think a lot of us do this, right? I have to appear like I'm okay. I have to hold it together. I, you might, like me, take it to the degree where you have to appear like everything's perfect. You're great. Nothing's wrong. I'm good. I'm not struggling. I'm totally not freaking out right now. Maybe when you are. And having this idea that nobody can see you struggle. Like, I hid my struggles from almost everybody for years and years. And I tried to always appear like I was totally fine. And most people thought that I was. Like people saw me going to work and going on adventures and doing things and hanging out with friends, but they couldn't see, right, what was going on on the inside. And I get so emotional about this right now because I can think of so many instances where, you know, I was sitting at work or I was out with friends and or just driving in my car and I would look around and think, how is this so easy (laughs) for everyone else? And why can't I just be quote normal? Like why can't I just like have my shit together? Why am I struggling so badly? And I never let anyone see all of that. I always hit it and a big reason, a big part of that, you know, part of it was because I didn't want people to see it. I didn't want people to think any differently of me. But my bigger problem was that I wasn't okay with not having my shit together. I wasn't okay appearing to be struggling. Like I let it look and translate to myself that it meant I was weak and it meant that there was something wrong with me and people wouldn't like me and All of those perceptions that I had were perceptions I had of myself and I kind of allowed them to hold these truths that were so far from reality. Like the stuff that I did every day, 
I was amazing for being able to do the stuff that I did every day while struggling with something so hard. And so are you. Like, I really want you to remember that and to think of that. Like, the stuff that you do every day, you're incredible for the fact that you, you know, do the everyday things, go to work, function while struggling with all the things. So a big part of the recovery journey is really allowing yourself not to have it all together. Like, you don't have to have it all together. It's okay to look silly. It's okay to embarrass yourself. I know that it doesn't feel super comfortable to embarrass yourself. It doesn't for anyone. <laughs> but like, it's okay to look silly. It's okay to to struggle and to show people that you're struggling. Like I always say, if more of us walked around being more vulnerable, like actually showed each other, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, this is what I'm struggling with, we would have so much more peace and freedom and kindness. Like the world would be so much different if we allowed ourselves just to show up with our struggles and to let people see that, to let ourselves see that and to let ourselves be okay with it. So, you know, I'm thinking of this very particular instance where I was on a shuttle bus. So I used to work just outside of Boston in Massachusetts, like a bigger, Boston's a bigger city. And I worked for a big hospital and I always had to park my car at this um, parking lot and be shuttled to the hospital just because there's so many people that worked in the hospital. So we had to park off site and it was so hard for me. Every day I dreaded it because I would think I have to drop my car off. I have to wait for the bus. I have to ride the bus, you know, and just being a passenger on a bus and being in an environment, right, where I felt like I was trapped. I was stuck. I couldn't get out. If I panicked, I would do all the things. What if you panic? What are you going to do? You're going to look crazy. People are going to think that you're, that something's wrong with you. And so one day I remember riding the shuttle bus home so I left work I got on the shuttle bus and the bus was full there was like you know 25 people on this bus and I think it probably held 20 like it was a small shuttle bus and I was like just jam-packed in the middle on the back of the bus with people surrounding me and I remember having an intense wave of adrenaline and I'm like oh my gosh I am gonna have a panic attack and I remember like literally torturing myself with you cannot let you cannot freak out you cannot let people see what is happening right now like what are people gonna think and I was you know shaking sweating all the things my mind was racing a mile a minute and I was just thinking how am I gonna get off this bus what am I gonna do and you know when you go to all those places it just heightens the anxiety it heightens the panic and so I was having a full-blown panic attack and I looked over And I could tell, like I could see that this woman was looking at me. It wasn't that those instances where you're like, oh, I feel like people are looking at me. Like, no, she was definitely looking at me. And then I just had tears flowing down my face. And she's like, are you okay? And I just looked at her and I was like, yeah, I'm having a panic attack. And I could tell she had no idea what to do. She sort of just gave me this like deer in the headlights look and I was like, oh my gosh, great. Like, (laughs) but I felt a little bit of a release being able to get it out. Like I'm having a panic attack. And I remember we got to the parking lot. I got out of the bus. You know, 
I never saw that woman again that I know of. Maybe I passed her in the halls in the hospital like after that. I don't know. But after that instance, like I didn't really think about it again. And I'm sure she didn't. Like we both just went on with our lives and it was okay. Like I had a moment where I was really struggling and people could see it. And, you know, I'm sure other people saw it on the bus and nobody really cared. Like nobody reacted right in the way that I thought people would react like oh my gosh what's wrong with you like you know there was none of that and you know I think we carry a lot of this the shame around with us of I am I'm ashamed like of what I'm struggling with of what I'm feeling and I don't want anyone else to see it and so it's really more about coming to terms with allowing yourself to be where you're at right now Allowing for yourself to be okay with the fact that you're struggling right now. And it's okay. It's okay that it looks the way that it does right now. And I just want to give you like the permission. You can look silly. Like you can embarrass yourself. You can freak out in front of people and like life will go on and everyone will go on with their days. And sure, it's uncomfortable. But the more you try to hold all of it in and try to pretend like you're okay and that everything's fine and you have your shit together, the more it's just going to elevate the feelings, the fear, the anxiety. So like really just let yourself, let yourself look silly. Let yourself embarrass yourself. It's okay. And you know, most people, I always say to people, right? Nobody cares. We all are so in our own brains and our own lives. We care about what's going on with us. And I know it might sound a little insensitive, right? But it's true. Like if you see somebody trip and fall on the street, do you care? <laughs> you know, if you see somebody really like struggling and having a moment, do you are you holding on to that? No, you, you let go of it and life goes on. So I really just want you to give yourself permission. You don't have to have your shit together and it's okay not to have your shit together. You will get so much freedom by allowing yourself to not have your shit together. Okay, number four, and this is a big one. You're sitting in indecision. Like AKA you aren't taking any action. And this is so common. I hear this a lot. Like I've read all the books. I have all the knowledge, I have the education, I'm listening to all the podcasts, I'm soaking up all the information on social media, I'm in therapy, but you're not putting any of the stuff that you're learning into action. And it's a lot of times because you're afraid. Like you might think, I just don't know where to start. I don't know if this is the right thing to do. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if this is too much for me. I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to turn out. And the list goes on and on and on, right? (laughs) And when you're so scared to make a decision because you're scared to get things wrong or you're scared to take steps back, like whatever it is, you tend to try to force it even more, right? Like I need to get more information. I need to read more. I need to listen more. I need to look outside of myself for the answers. I need to ask other people for their advice and their opinions. And I need for somebody to tell me what to do. And all of this just keeps you on this hamster wheel of fear and self-doubt. And it creates so much anticipatory anxiety. Like sitting in inaction 
and indecision is one of the most uncomfortable places to be. You know that feeling of, I don't know what to do, I don't know what the right thing to do is, and so you just don't do anything, and then you get so much more overwhelmed, so much more anxiety, and it gets so much more uncomfortable. I know this is easier said than done, but I talk a lot about how important it is just to be courageous and take a step. Not knowing what the heck it's going to look like, not not feeling ready or capable or confident, right? Like not knowing if it's the right decision, not knowing if it's going to be okay, like what it's going to look like. And you don't have to know. We always want that as humans. We want that certainty. We want to know, like we want to know what it's going to look like. We want to know that we're going to be okay. We want to know that what we're doing is the right thing to be doing. But really allowing yourself to take action without having that certainty because you really can't have certainty. So taking that action and allowing the uncertainty to be there really gives you so much freedom and it really helps you to actually heal and to grow. Like taking the step, having it be imperfect, letting it look messy, knowing that you're probably going to make a mistake, like it probably isn't quote right But what happens if you don't make any decision? What happens if you just allow yourself to sit where you are? You're going to stay stuck. And oftentimes we tell ourselves we're stuck, but we're not actually stuck. (laughs) Like we know what we have to do, but we just don't want to take a step. And I really just want to encourage you, if you are sitting in an action right now, just take a step. Just take a step not knowing and tell yourself, I don't have to have this figured out. It's okay that I don't know what this is going to look like. It's okay that I don't trust myself. It's okay that I have a lot of, a lot of self-doubt. But I know if I don't make a decision, I know where that leads me. Like I've been here many times. And really challenge yourself too. Don't look outward. I, I have to remind myself of this all the time. Like when I'm unsure of something, I will go to my husband and I'll say, I need to talk something through with you. And I'll start talking and I have the tendency to say, you know, what do you think? What do you think I should do? And I've really gotten good at not allowing myself to go there. And I just instead talk it through with him. And then I, I allow myself to kind of have that aha moment of I know, or it's just like, slow down enough right where I can listen to myself and say oh yeah I've said it out loud I've talked it through I know what I need to do like Shannon we're just gonna go do it so really challenge yourself not to look outside of yourself I know it feels really uncomfortable because it feels like you know if somebody else is gonna have the answer is gonna be able to help me with this it just adds that that extra layer of self-doubt like let yourself make the decision not trusting yourself and not knowing and you will always surprise the heck out of yourself and it really allows you to just heal without it being so dang hard okay and the last one number five you're only focused on the end goal the outcome so meaning i don't want to struggle with anxiety anymore and this is sort of the only thing that you're focused on i don't want to struggle with anxiety anymore that is my goal to not struggle anymore. So I know that you really want to recover. I know that you really want to heal. I know that you're doing lots of good work. 
but you gotta stop making everything about getting to the place where you no longer struggle with anxiety. This was such a big one for me in my healing process of realizing I was trying to force everything, every aspect. I just thought if I could move this puzzle piece here, if I could do this, if I get this right and I do all of this, I'm going to get there and I'm not going to struggle anymore. And the more I tried to force, the harder it made things. You really have to slow down and just give your attention to the right now, to the small steps that you're taking today and the present moment and not be focused on that end result. I can tell you if you're focused on that end result, it's going to be longer and harder for you to get there. And two, you deserve to live. Like you deserve to live. And if you're only focused on this outcome and getting to this outcome, you are not living. And I know that we all hear this, but it is so important. Like if you were just so focused on getting to your destination, reaching that thing, whatever it is, you are missing all of the in-between. You are missing living your life. So I want you to really focus on living in the right now. And let the healing happen without trying so hard to force it. Like less forcing, less doing, and more really being focused on being. Like really let yourself be. Let it come together. You know, I say this a lot, but it's because it's so true. I really don't know when I recovered. And I think if you ask anyone that has recovered, from anxiety, panic, agoraphobia, like they cannot give you a date. (laughs) They might, if they're better than me with this sort of stuff, they might be able to give you a month. But like I say, I don't know when Adam and I even started dating. We were, you know, there was no date marked on the calendar. Like it, I don't, I know the year, I know about around when it happened, but like it, it doesn't happen that way. We often think, you know, there's going to be this glorious moment and I reach it and everything's great. And It's just funny because it doesn't work that way. Like the healing happens when you let go of the expectations, when you let go of the the time frame in which you're healing and you let go of trying to force it and you just let yourself heal and you let yourself focus on living while taking all of the small steps. And I know it's hard to believe that the small steps are actually leading you to that outcome, but they are. I can promise you they are. So if this episode has resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM, share it on Instagram, send it to somebody, encourage somebody that might need the support. And until next time, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at a healthy push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.